DJ and PK brought to you in part by Jimmy's Flowers. DJ and PK reminding you Valentine's Day is Sunday, and flowers make the perfect gift. Jimmy's Flowers, a longtime partner with The Zone, can make it easy by visiting them at jimmysflowers.com. Remember, Valentine's is on Sunday this year. Jimmy's Flowers at jimmysflowers.com. And Jimmy's Flowers is not open on Sunday, so don't wait till Sunday. Get them today or tomorrow. PK, the question of the morning. For Utah Jazz fans, would you rather have the media cast doubt on the Jazz, or would you rather have them lavish them with praise? And it seems like, at least the people who responded so far, they want them to cast doubt, which i got to admit is not what I expected the answers to be. Why not? Because I think people want their team praised because it gives them hope their team is finally going to win the championship. I think the team will win or lose the championship based on winning or losing the championship, not on what someone in the national media says on February 12th. But uh, there are a lot of people who think that the players hear it and it motivates them or focuses them or somehow helps them get a little bit of an edge, and they'll take every edge they can get. Uh, I'd agree with that line of thinking. Today's players have the biggest ears of any players of any generation. Not that they're any different. It's just that there's more available information, i.e. noise and crap being spewed (laughs) at all times. So it's very simple. Everything literally is at the disposal of your hand. And so it's almost impossible. And And these guys, they are growing up in a generation that is just active on social media it, they've all got their accounts right and you got players wives that have developed a, a sense of celebrity right you take joe ingles wife now she had the celebrity coming and played that netball mm-hmm. sport we don't play it over here but they play it around the world they play it in australia and she was one of the better players in the history of the sport right so she had her following separate and distinct from her husband. But a lot of them, Mike Conley's wife, Gordon Hayward's wife, and especially Gordon Hayward's wife, she was so young when she got married to him, that she's developed a celebrity through the social media. And that stuff can become addictive. And so that's the generation in which they live. So they hear and are aware of so much more stuff and use it as a positive rather than as a negative, and it can be used. Uh, There's nothing wrong with uh, nobody believes in us as long as it's handled in the right way and you're not swallowed up in that. And and it's true. There's not a lot of folks that believe in the jazz. uh, That's how they say basketball and jazz back east. You ever listen to Kornheiser? Basketball. (laughs) He'll always say basketball. That's how I grew up saying it. Basketball. And, you know, you talked about the other day how you heard him say they they teased at the start of their show, pardon the interruption, three or three or four things that we're going to get into. One of them is the jazz are winning basketball games, Mm -hmm. and we'll get to that. And he sort of, you know, they got to it, but he wasn't exactly full speed. Yeah, I believe in these guys, man. They're a really good basketball team. I would describe him (laughs) as warming to them, but he's only lukewarm. And and the thing is, I think – the discussion doesn't it doesn't always get framed the way you would frame it or the way I would frame it. Uh, he's clearly in the camp that well, the Lakers are going to win the title. <laughs> so so he doesn't want to push anybody. He didn't really push anybody else that hard either. 
Uh, but he did say he thinks more of the Jazz now than he did watching this regular season success. Well, you have to. Big deal. That's but not exactly went, co- making a big right. concession. They're 20 he and 5. Went, he went straight to they got knocked out by the Nuggets last year and they got knocked out by the Rockets the year before, both in the first round. And it's you just don't usually see, and obviously he's an older guy and he's watched a lot of basketball over the course of his life, and he's seen that teams rarely go from the first round of the championship. Didn't the Warriors go from the second round of the title when they made their big jump, which, historically speaking, was a pretty big jump? The Celtics went from nothing to the title. Mm-hmm. So, When they did, 20- made their trade and got their big three for their last title? <sighs> yeah, okay, they got knocked out in the first round. But I wonder how much does he even realize that Bogdanovich wasn't even there? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's possible that that's off his radar. You know, I, right. I would think it's on Wilbon's right. Mike Wilbon's radar, um, and he's he's a little more hyped up about the Jazz. Although I he didn't go into it exactly. You know, they've got their two minutes or whatever it is uh, for each topic. Uh, but the way he talks, I I would bet he thinks the Lakers are still the favorite. Oh, and fine, yeah, they're still the favorite. But let me hearken back, hearken back. I'm hearkening. Uh, yeah, to the Fiesta Bowl. When Boise State took the field against Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners. Harken <laughs> <laughs> back I've to where little Adams appled Ty Detmer led his BYU Cougars onto the field against the mighty Miami Hurricanes, as they say out here. <laughs> hurricanes. <laughs> no, they're still the Hurricanes. It's just hurricane singular. Everybody already knew I was the new guy, but the first Friday night of high school football, back when you had to read scores before tickers. Oh, no. Did you do it? I said hurricanes. Went to break. Michelle King's like, I'm really sorry. I should have told you you're already the new guy, but now you're really the new guy. It's hurricane. What? Yeah. And that was on Michelle. That wasn't on you at all. She legitimately felt bad. I blame Michelle. remember it. She blamed her, too. I was still trying to process, how in the world is that hurricane? And everybody (laughs) knows I love Michelle King. And when she stepped aside, it was one of the saddest moments of my life. That's why it happened in sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't somebody at Channel 5, didn't we have dueling so, uh, we news had readers, celebrities leaving? If you've been here a long time, please make sure you leave in sweeps. We can't waste this. <laughs> Bowlers last night, Bowler got a rating for that show, his last night on Sportsbeat. <laughs> now, it either, depending on the night, it, it at least doubles. And some nights it triples what 10 o'clock newscasts get under the theory that, you know, stuff has changed over 25 years. So what you're telling me is when I leave Channel 2, when I leave Channel 2 talking sports, it needs to be in sweeps. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) That was my point, and I'm glad that you you, uh, realized that. (laughs) Now... Name the three people who will give a crap when I leave talking sports. <laughs> you, me. Uh, Yak, I don't believe you. I think you're sucking up right now. I was going to say Mrs. K. I watch you guys on the DVR all the time. I was going to say Mrs. K, but because it, it really can impact their Sunday. Well, Casey, okay, the funny thing about how I go about watching you guys is mm-hmm. you guys get here Monday morning, and a lot of times you reference back to what you talked about on Sunday night. I don't stay up that late. You're, you're aware sure, of that. I know. So I hear you talk <laughs> about it. I, 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 okay, good point. But I I usually go home Monday afternoon and I will turn on talking sports from Sunday night just oh, yeah. to see yeah. what actually happened. There you go. 
Everything's changed, Jock. That would be such a weird thing to say when uh, when PK and I were kids. And yet now it's how we all are. It's how we're wired. So yeah, it's a long shot that the Lakers uh, don't win it, but it's a shot, and I, I'm not I, ruling I, it out, I, man, because the three pointer is the ultimate equalizer, and it, it, it's now that you think about it, why wasn't it figured out earlier? I don't know why it wasn't figured out earlier. Why did they have a smoking section on an airplane? <laughs> I don't know why they didn't figure out that that was a stupid thing to decide. Uh, you, you know, you'd have to work backwards. Uh, it, they didn't figure it out earlier because there weren't uh, enough guys who shot it. There weren't enough guys who shot it well enough. Uh, but, so, you know, a player comes along and does something, and I think that we've got to look at Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the Warriors. You know, they shot it at a ridiculous rate. And Mark Jackson tried to tell us, and it was hard to process, I've got the two best shooters ever. Like, okay, I've heard so many coaches hype their own players so many times, and especially in the NBA where players can and have gotten play, gotten coaches fired. Uh, you know, is he just sucking up to his guys? But he was seeing stuff in practice that we weren't seeing. And he knew what they were going to do. And because he'd been a pro, he could also kind of project how they were going to evolve. And then sure enough, we're sitting there watching the finals. And how do guys of that physical stature beat someone like LeBron? Well, they got to shoot the three. They got to shoot it unbelievably well. And they did. So it's been done. But that's all got to evolve and happen. And, and guys have to come along. And, you know, we've gone from 40 guys who can shoot 40% to 60 guys who can shoot 40%. And, you know, we're not that far away from the day when there'll be 80 NBA players shooting 40%. My premise of the Jazz that I would like to hear national folks say is, and I don't have a problem with this, that's why I'm going to say it, is that okay, they're, they look like they're a really good team. But let's wait and see what they do in the postseason. So you got you you don't have the skepticism about them being a really good team because you're 20 and five. This has been a very good franchise over many many years, and they've tied for the best start. So that opens your eyes right off the bat because it's not like you know you're just going the the three years that the Sacramento Kings were good. No, they made the playoffs for 20, 18, 19 years in a row with the statues, right? So obviously they were really good. They had Hall of Fame players, Hall of Fame coach. So that gets your attention. So I don't have any problem with saying, well, let's see what they do in the playoffs. But you have to precede it with they're a really good team right now. That's where I have my issue, that you have doubt about them being a really good team right now. When you've won 16 out of 17, 11 in a row, blah, 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 that already answers it. So if you're slow to give them credit for being a really good team now, you're pissing me off. <laughs> well, don't do that. But if you want to go and say, well, let's see what they do in the postseason, I'm okay with that because they don't have the big-time track record. Did you see Jalen Rose? I retweeted it yesterday. I don't know if you saw yes. his uh, yes. minute 48 or whatever it was. Yes. And, you know, partly, I did think partly it's like he's got he's got the – Stephen A. Smith's showmanship, right? He knows how to sell it. Well, that's how he's got his job. Right, exactly. Good for him. And and he's got the whole partner prediction conflict thing. His partner's just sitting there kind of, you know, just going to take it while he sells it. Like, all right, he's on a roll. I'm going to let him roll here. And they clearly had a previous disagreement, which I didn't see, about how much to buy into the Jazz. And Rose was framing it as, if the Lakers are going to be beaten— 
it's going to be by the Jazz. If the Lakers are going to be beaten, it's not going to be by the Clippers. If the Lakers are going to be beaten, it's not by the Nuggets. If the Lakers are going to be beaten, it's going to be by the Jazz. Okay. Yeah, so, right. like, that's the kind of stuff you can live with. You know, we, we can't, uh, as much as we want to hear, they're the guys and it's going to get done. I just can't believe you don't look at LeBron and the Lakers and think, that's a high hurdle to clear. Doesn't mean it can't be cleared, but that's a high hurdle to clear. But to win an NBA championship, you ought to have to clear a high hurdle. <laughs> it shouldn't be easy, you know? So, who else, how many... I personally don't think there's ever more than a favorite and a couple of contenders, and then everybody else is just trying to go as far as they can, build for, you know, in the case of the younger teams, build for next year. See what and lock, lock throughout, you know, five or six teams. I got to say, that's watching on the, the high end. Yeah, watching the, uh, the Nuggets play <clears throat> and love Jokic. And thought they figured some stuff out, but anytime you put together a stretch where you're really good, people are going to go back and, and look at the tape like, how can you attack it? And there's an adjustment made, there's another adjustment made, you know, and they've hit another rough stretch. And Locke made the point when he was on with us earlier basically, you have to be able to win multiple ways to win a title. He didn't say it like that, but if you add up everything he said, that's what he was saying. You know, there's a way to beat the Bucks, can you do it? There's a way to beat the Clippers, and he's got his doubts about the Jazz' ability to do it. Maybe they can. You know, these two games will tell us more coming up. And, and obviously, you've got an issue with the Lakers with their size and their length and their talent. And one way is just beat them down the court. Can you just beat them down the court? You know, a, a long time ago, and you remember this, Eric, because you've referenced it a lot, the Celtics were this massively huge team, and the Lakers' way to beat them was to beat them down the court. That's what Magic and those guys did. They, they got down the court before that massive front line got set up, you know, and they got five titles out of it, and Celtics got three themselves out of it. So everything is new, but at the same time, it isn't really new. You know, you're borrowing something from the past, and we're just seeing more and more of uh, Quinn's postgame comments and then from the players' comments as they're absorbing it, you know, you got to play faster, you got to run in transition, and partly it's, hey, get down court before these big guys who can match up with us match up with us. And they're, they're going to play a smaller back court. We know that. They're gonna, Conley will be out however long he's out with his hamstring here, but he'll be back, and he and Donald will be there, and they better get down court in a hurry and beat those bigger guys down court. That's a partial way. It's one way, right. And, if, and for three different contenders, the Jazz could face in three consecutive series, theoretically, you know, if you're able to win in advance, uh, you better have all of those things, you know. And, and Locke was talking a little bit about, and this is your big deal after the Pacers game, hey, look at those offensive rebounds, you know. You get another possession, they don't. They can't score if you have the ball. If you've got another chance and you've got high-percentage shooters, man, these bonus opportunities you're getting, they're going to pay off. I think from the Jazz perspective – the mindset that I would take is, yeah, you got to beat them, but they got to beat you too. Yep. And just by showing up, that doesn't mean they're going to beat you. They're going to have to play well. And the Lakers got a bunch of guys that, can I really, really count on them? Do I know that? Have they proven? Oh, yeah, they've got one dude who's an all-timer and belongs on the Mount Rushmore of NBA. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, and but the other he guy can't do it every possession. <laughs> Anthony Davis brings as much skill, uh, inch inch per inch or foot per foot, not okay. pound for pound. Thank you, Bola. But I'm talking about his height. And so when you look at 
a big man of his capability. He's the prototypical big man of today. He can do it all offensively. There's no doubt about it. He can do it all. But then other than that, who am I really, really counting on for 16 times in the postseason? Now, maybe the greatness of those two is that I barely have to count on those guys, and all i got to count on them is occasionally hit a wide-open shot and just find a way to just at least be within three feet of your man defensively and just don't let them drive down the lane uh, unrestricted every time. So maybe the point being that you're not asking those guys to do that much because the overwhelming ability of the two guys up top allows that. Okay, if you want to make that argument, I understand all that. But the Jazz, too, have guys who can beat you. And if they're clicking, I just I just don't think it's impossible. Is it a long shot? If you want to say that, I don't think it's the most preposterous long shot that I've ever seen. I mean, I'm watching the Lakers here, and they're going to overtime every night. Now, maybe it's you know it's February, and who gives a crap? But Davis isn't playing. He missed did not every game, but you know he's and then and now I know that too. You know he's he, he's just being careful. Well, you know he's not Cal Ripken over here, and uh, so that's that's the thing too that we've seen when you're playing. The, the thing about the Warriors that I don't think has been pointed out as much, the breakdown physically of the Warriors, how much was that due to the fact that they were playing two extra months for many, many years? I think a lot of people believe that's a factor. You are not on an island with that theory. The, that ad, the wear and tear adds up, and it isn't a problem until suddenly it is. You know, and literally, we were most of us were watching those finals, and they're running up and down the court, and it's not a problem. And then a guy's laying on the ground, and it is a problem. So I guess more more so with Clay than with uh, with Durant. With Durant, we did have an idea: hey, this might be a problem, and then it was. Well, and Curry's been injured. Curry's had yeah, absolutely. I I, I think if he'd been a hundred percent healthy, that seventy three team they seventy three win team they had might have been able to pull it off, despite Draymond Green getting suspended. But he wasn't 100%. And, so the point being, man, you're just a little bit of nagging injury away. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know that right. you are. Well, and you never know who that injury is going to happen to. You know? Yeah, it could I happen mean, to your guy, too. It could happen to the, the Jazz, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, the Sixers, whoever. You know, it's, everybody's at risk for that. That's why I think tonight's game is really intriguing because Conley's going to be out again. Mm-hmm. So this is his third game. And they they played four games combined. I think there were two and two together without Favors and Mitchell, and they won both of those. Now it's against the same team, the Mavs, when the Mavs were probably in their worst streak that they're going to have all season. I get all that. But now you have Conley out, and if they find a way to win tonight, are we going to come up with another thing? Are we going to come up with well, the Bucks are on their – their fifth game in, in three and a half hours. I mean, are we just going to keep saying all these blah, blah, blah things? Or are we just going to acknowledge, hey, this is another team that they beat? I mean, the the, the Bucks played, uh, what, Sunday? Or not Sunday. Uh, what are we? Uh, Thursday, Wednesday against the Suns, right? They lost that game down the Valley. Yes. They had off today. And now Miami played last night. They're, they're going to be sitting in. I don't know if they're going to I assume they're going to be in town tonight. And they don't play until tomorrow. So that gives them an extra day. That's the thing about all that stuff is that, you know, I can't get caught up in that because it's not like 
you get any allowance for that is like, well, if the Jazz lose tomorrow because Miami didn't play and you're playing back-to-backs, it doesn't count as a half loss. It counts as a loss. So I'm going to try to be more – I'm going to be mentally tougher than that and not use that. But all those things, if they win, and I don't know that Conley's playing tomorrow, so if they go 4-0 without Mike – Man, that, that shows me something because he's been playing very well, but yet you were able to overcome that. That All these signs that point to a really good team. And, it, and it's been 20 years since you went to the finals, and I get it. It's not supposed to happen just like overnight in a sense, but who's to say that it doesn't because it's a real possibility right now. 4-0 without Ingles, 2-0 without Favors and Mitchell, and now 2-0 without Conley. That's a that's a pretty good run right there. And now as a bouquet's out. Okay. Thanks, DK. All right, DJ and PK, everything you missed in this show coming up next. We'll get you up to speed. Stay with us. The big show, the big show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. I like myself a good French fry with ketchup and mayo. I'm not talking about fry sauce. I'm talking about real mayo and real ketchup. Isn't yeah. that fry sauce? Uh, that's kind of what I was Te- thinking. Technically, I'm not it is. talking about spaghetti and meatballs. I'm talking about spaghetti and meat balled up. <laughs> Europe had it before fry sauce ever showed up here. Yeah. Bite your tongue. Fry sauce started here, sir, with yeah. Arctic Circle. We created fry sauce, and we will own that in perpetuity. Oh, uh, they did in Europe we, first. It tastes different, separate than in fry sauce. Next thing you know, Gordon's going to tell us Brigham Young didn't say this is the place, but uh, this is good enough. <laughs> Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Butler up top, guarded by Tate. Works his way into the paint, lays it up and in. Jimmy Butler now with 20, and he's putting his stamp on this quarter. Jalen Brown leads the break, shovel lead for Ogilvy, who steps around a man and lays it in. New career high, 24 for Shemi Ojale. Celtics by 14 with 3.05 to go. Outlet to Mello. He has the last five points for the Blazers. Another three, another make! Mello is on fire! And the Blazers lead it 102-97. Doc Rivers wants timeout! Curry to the timeline. Waits, dribbles, hook pass to Draymond outside the arc. Back to Curry. Quick release from the left wing. Splash for Curry! That's three, number 10 on the night. DJ PK brought to you apart by Davis Vision. Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. A lot of highlights right there from the NBA last night. Jimmy Butler, a triple-double, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. The Heat beat the Rockets 101-94. The Heat will play the Jazz Saturday night. We've been talking about the Bucks tonight, but it's Jazz in Miami Saturday night, and Miami, if you just haven't been following it and look at it, they got a lousy record after going to the NBA Finals, but they've had a lot of guys out with injuries. Butler, of course, is the headliner, COVID. but he's back, and they've won four in a row. Jimmy Butler's my kind of player. He's a dog. He just really is a guy who runs through a wall. We see him, he gets in skirmishes with guys. It's like uh, he doesn't care. He just wants to win, at least that from a distance and stuff that I've read about him. And he seems like he's my kind of guy because uh, I read a thing about him that just to bug the guys in the locker room with all the rap, he started playing country and he started jacking it up with his sound system in the locker room just to get under guys' skin. And I've been known to do that a time or two. And he ended up liking country. 
<laughs> and he ends up going to country concerts. He's like buddies with uh, Luke Bryan. <laughs> Because he started playing this stuff to get under their skin, <laughs> just to be different. And he ends up, wait, that's pretty good. And so I read a story about him. Now he get, he is off to the side on the stage uh, for concerts. But he, he'll battle you, man. And you can see nothing. And I like that in a, in a player. Win or lose, I like that. So get an opportunity to see him coming in here tomorrow. I'm excited because it's a nice test. And it's really... I don't care what their record is because, as you said, their record is not reflective of the talent. And the thing about it from the Jazz perspective, these next several games will eliminate the all yeah buts. Now, are you sure? if they win, yes. But what if they if there are some splits in there? Then the then the debate rages on because people have staked out their ground that they are great or they aren't great. And the yeah, oh, yeah, buts yeah. Go I'm on. talking about if they win. Yeah, if they sweep it, yeah, then there's no yeah but left to say. But well, I mean, they're not going to sweep. Exactly. But, but I still think, I mean, they're not going to go over either. I agree. But if they go 4-2 uh, and two in these six big games, they got a couple other games sprinkled in. There's a Charlotte game. I think the Miami game should be considered a big game. I'm not convinced. It that, is a big game. I'm not convinced that it will be in the debate, and that's where the whole no. yeah but thing will no, be. They lost to Miami. Miami. They lost to Miami, and Miami's got a losing record. No, yeah, no, but no. Butler's been out, and now he's back, and they're good again. <laughs> See, Miami's a glamour destination. Pat Riley, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So we all know about Miami. If you follow the NBA to any degree, and we don't, at least I don't focus that much on the East, because you, you, I'll worry about that if the Jazz get out. But I know, I focus enough on it to know they've been COVIDed and they've been injured. Mm-hmm. So give them their dudes, and they're a really good team. We Everybody knows that. Anybody who's paying half a bit of attention knows that. So there won't be a yeah, but. As long as they got their guys, there's no yeah, buts. And that's the thing about it. The Jazz are... They're going to get past this, yeah, but. Now, if they lose, say they go even, whatever it is, but, you know, there are games that are right down and somebody hits a shot and you'll lose. You played well, you just winner and loser in every game. If you're getting smoked like you did a couple weeks back against Denver three or four times, well, that's another story. But if you win and you win them all by one point, there's no yeah, buts. This is pro sports, man. I don't put in a yeah, but hardly at all. Recognizing there's times that it's legitimate. I I know, but you know how this works, PK. There's going to be a contrarian in every crowd. There's always an argument to be made. Shred of truth, sell it hard. If, and if they keep winning... Yeah, well, I hate contrarians outside of myself. <laughs> right, exactly. But you could win 22 in a row, and somebody will say, well, the Rockets won 22 in a row, and then psst, Jazz knocked them right out. They're regular season games. It doesn't matter. Uh, there'll always be a yeah, but. There's another yeah, but. Yeah, but. You knock this yeah, one down. No, 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 no. One. That, they won the 22 in a row, and I think you're, you're being literal here, that they did it at the time. Now, in retrospect, if we get to August, then you could say a big yeah, but. But I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about March 1st. Get through this stretch. That's what I said earlier. It really bugs me if you say they're not a, good, a great team, a really good team. If you want to say, okay, let's see what they do in the playoffs – I think you got to have both of them. If you want to go, they're not. Well, I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach in the postseason. I'm fine with that. But don't take a wait-and-see approach now. 
No. Don't do it, man. You got the same record as the Lakers, essentially. And nobody's saying, yeah, but on them. And I, and I realize they've won title and LeBron is all that. I understand all that. But right now, this team has proven that it's a big-time team. Give them their due at the time you're giving them the due. And then later, if they turn out, you know what you can do. And if they flame out, you don't give them their due. You know what you give them? They give them their due-due. Building up to that. Way to go. Way to cash in. You did that in about That's five just seconds. outstanding analysis right there, guys. Come on. Do-do. <laughs> <laughs> the thing they're going to run up against and the constant yeah, but – and it's, it's really what the whole league should be running out. And this is what you said about Shaq. And like, well, if Shaq wants to say it about Mitchell, I mean, granted, timing was, you know, less than ideal. But if you want to say it about Mitchell, okay, but just make sure you say it about Antetokounmpo and Paul George, you know, on down the line. And, but we're just at this weird place in NBA history where the Lakers are the only group in the league that's won a title. A lot of times we'll have, you know, multiple past champions in the mix, Right. But we got the Lakers. We got Kawhi, who individually has done it, but because he's moved around, the, the Spurs and the Raptors are no longer, who he did it with, are, are no longer contenders. And you got the Warriors who have been decimated by injuries. And you got LeBron moving around, so you go back to Cleveland and Miami. It's like there's, there's literally no past champions rolling around. It's the Lakers. They're the only one who's done it. Everyone else can be hit with the yeah, but it's the regular season and you're not LeBron and you don't have the pedigree. Because right now, literally, the Lakers are the only team of the pedigree because of the Warriors' injuries and because of Kawhi and LeBron moving so much. No, no. Two things. Oh, LeBron two things. I love one. two things. You know I do. LeBron is the only one with the pedigree, not the Lakers. And mm. that's all the more reason to consider the Jazz a serious contender is because there's really nobody else that you have to get past that screams at you. Now, the Clippers can beat you. I understand that. But the point being, they're not screaming at you. So that's all the more reason to consider the Jazz even more legitimate than you should. I like the second, Thank you. I like the second point a lot more than I like the first. The fact that you don't have to crawl over two or three teams that have got this championship-level talent and have proven it and have done it, that's a positive. Yes, agree with that. As far as it, the Lakers well, did do the it Lakers, last year. it's not the Lakers, it's LeBron. It is, but it's the supporting cast largely. They had some turnover, but it's largely, I mean, Schroeder hasn't done it, right? But Kyle Kuzma has, to the degree he has to do it oh, that what he's has called he done? on in his he role. He sniffed freaking LeBron's <laughs> jock. Give me a break. He had That's a role all to play, done. and he played it. AD had a role to play, and he played it. Of and course, AD isn't getting anywhere without LeBron. Well, absolutely. But you have star players on lots of championship teams. You can't, you can't dismiss that. Not to the level of LeBron. But he's apparently no. still at that level, so Kuzma's in the same role. You're right. If LeBron was greatly diminished this year, then Kuzma and we just pick him because he's a Ute and so people are more familiar with him, he would have to fulfill a bigger role. But since LeBron seems to be in pretty much the same place, Kuzma's got to do what he did last year. AD's got to do what he did last year. I got that. And they're fine NBA players, but that's all they are. Yeah. With LeBron, they're champions. That's I'm just saying, put more emphasis on LeBron, LeBron. as opposed to the Lakers right. have the pedigree. LeBron gave them the pedigree. Sure, but... Kawhi's got the pedigree, but the role players with the Clippers haven't done it. It was the role guys. It was, you know, Lowry in Toronto did it, but Paul George hasn't. You know, Siakam did it, but, you know, and you just go on down the roster. 
All right, that's a lot of what we've been talking about. We did talk about the Utes a little bit. They got a win. It was ugly, but you add up the wins and losses at the end of the year, and you don't get points subtracted or added for ugly or great. Two for six at the free throw line in the final minute, and a critical turnover on their last possession uh, nearly nearly cost them the game, but even though the doors opened, Cal couldn't walk through it. They missed a game-winning shot, and then they missed a game-tying free throw of their own. So the Utes are 6-6, six and six, back to 500 in the conference after a bad start. Care to make any predictions for Stanford, knowing full well they've already beaten Stanford this year? Stanford got blown oh, out. I don't, see the, I don't see the Utes losing till Indianapolis. Okay. Got the top of the league left. They got to play the... Uh, we got to play the top five teams in the league here in the final seven games, plus two with Oregon State. Tonight. That's what we want. Bring them on. Bring them on. Well, bring on Stanford tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. So the Ute game uh, and the uh, and the Jazz game tomorrow night. Uh, there you go. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback is next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now, I'm not very much of a BYU homer. I respect them. But let us not forget what Jimmer did. He was shooting 30-footers before anybody that I can remember, even Steph Curry. Jimmer! Why do we need pretty sideline reporters asking dumb questions about the ball game? Every team has one, but it's kind of stupid when answers from coaches are obvious and lame. DJPK brought to you apart by Minky Couture. The best blanket ever is also the best gift for Valentine's Day. Get 30% off right now on any regularly priced blankets with code word WELCOME30 at MinkyCouture.com. Take care of that Valentine's gift today by visiting a location near you in Ogden, Layton, Draper, Orm, Sugar House, or St. George. That's Minky Couture and Valentine's Day. Check them out at MinkyCouture.com. Sideline reporters, PK. That's the topic of the day. Yeah, I think they're kind of cliche, but whatever, yeah. man. Everybody's got them. I don't, I don't really worry about what the broadcast people do. I'm more interested in the game. They got their jobs to do, and they're trying to do them the best they can. Most important thing is you can run around on the sideline and find out who got injured and if they're coming back. That's the number one thing I want to know. There you go. Announcers usually up in a booth, and they can't do that. So tell me if that person's out. And they're sponsored, and they make money. So there's that, too. <laughs> All right, the feedback. What you are thinking about today's show. Uh, Clint says Lisa listens to too many conspiracy theories. She thought the Mark Cuban answer. Yeah, I thought that was out there a little bit. Set up so that the commissioner could look good. I don't think that that was the case, but I do think that they need to be concerned about how they stand politically, which is why they're not kneeling anymore, I guess. Why not? It's not like the cause has gone away. Everything's fine now, PK. The cause is as strong as ever. Yep. Yeah. Right, sure. I mean, I get your sarcasm there. So, and you're in a public domain and you want to appeal because conservatives' dollar adds up just as much as the other guy's dollar and you want to get as many dollars as you can. So, I get that. That's why Jordan did what he did. The Jazz, how much respect do they deserve? How much pub should they get? That's been a question in different forms for a while now. And uh, Utes for Life got, got into it with Tony Spencer. But I think their back and forth kind of uh, encapsulates the argument here. Uh, Utes for Life says the Jazz don't have superstars yet. They haven't done anything yet. They haven't even won a playoff series. Why are Jazz fans so upset right now? They have to win in the playoffs to get respect. Until they do, it's just, meh. And superstars don't lose a series after leading 3-1. 
To which Tony says, well, the Clippers last year with Kawhi and Paul George didn't have any superstars, and they give up a 3-1 lead to the same Denver Nuggets then? Useful Life says, what did Kawhi do two years ago? Paul George isn't a superstar either. Tony says, again, that's my point and the fallacy of your thin argument. The superstar who guarantees victory. That's why really only the Lakers and and LeBron have that, um, I don't know, ultimate amount of confidence. I mean, the fact is champions don't automatically repeat either. So even they can't, it's not like they're, uh, there's a 100% chance the Lakers are going to win the title. If you want to tell me they've got the best chance, if you want to tell me they got better than a 50% chance, okay. But champions don't always repeat even when they're looking good midseason. The good thing about this run that the Jazz are on, that it's more than just, meh. I disagree on that completely. The meh. And also, too, they are putting themselves at a level that's demanding playoff success because they don't want to be thought of, well, yeah, nice regular season, but what'd you do, chumps? And so as they continue to win, it's going to – the pressure and – expect maybe not pressure, but I guess pressure to an extent, but more so the expectation level is going to – gradually increase also you take a look at a team like phoenix man they get to the playoffs if they win a playoff series they're jumping for joy well if the jazz finish with the first or second best record in the conference which is eminently doable then even the third for that matter a first round playoff series it's almost taken for granted that you're going to win because you're absolutely supposed to win so they'll have to meet that level too when they get there all right, PK and I will see you Sunday night on Talking Sports to talk about the Jazz and the Bucks, the Jazz and the Heat Saturday night, and look ahead to the Jazz and the Sixers Monday. Uh, this is the top two teams in the East and the team that went to the NBA Finals out of the East. Big weekend for the Jazz. We'll see you Sunday night on Talking Sports. See you back here Monday from 6 to 10 on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.